Hey there, before we get started, we want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Kuhau Podcast. We hope it encourages you and draws you closer to Jesus as you listen. Let's get excited for this message and let's get ready to hear from God. Acts 5, 39, 42. So let me tell you a little bit of the story that's going on here. Uh, if you don't know, all we talk about is Jesus here because he is the primary source that we are standing here. We are indestructible because of him. Because of him is, is that we stand here today and speak about his goodness. So here, uh, in this passage that we're going to read, the church just went through something crazy. Everybody say crazy. How many, the day of Pentecost, that was a crazy day. The day of Pentecost is the moment where the promise comes and fills them up, these all these 120 men, to be fired up for God. And they're so fired up for God, they go out and start speaking about everything that Jesus did and doing. And they started moving with miracles and, and wonders. And the church was full of power. Everybody say power. Because this is what God, Jesus, came to bring. He, bring, he came to bring a church with power. And so the Pharisees, the uh, hashtag haters, um, they didn't like what they were doing because well, obviously they were growing faster than they were. And so they didn't want to stop this. They wanted to stop it with Jesus. They thought that crucifying Jesus at the cross, they was going to stop it. All they did is multiply it. Come on. When he dies at the cross, something happens. Something great is happening. And it's seen in the day of Pentecost. He says, don't leave there before I, I, I give you the promise. And, and so these Pharisees says, hey, let, let's, we got to get rid of these guys. No, we can't get rid of them. Everybody knows who they are. And he says, all right, and here goes the conversation. Because the conversation is, what are we going to do with these guys? And here in Acts 5, 39, it says, but if this movement is of God, you won't be able to stop it. Woo. And you might discover that you're fighting God all along. You're not fighting them. You're not fighting the little group. You're fighting God himself because God is doing something in them. So they brought the apostles back in and had them severely beaten. My fault. They ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus. And then they let them go. The apostles left there rejoicing, thrilled that God considered them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And nothing stopped them. I'm going to say that again. And nothing. You know, I looked it up in Greek. It means nothing. <laughs> nothing stopped them. You know what that Nothing stopped them. These guys were beaten. This is the same Peter that ran when they said, hey, wasn't you one of them? No. The same guy, the same man who rejected Jesus, turns around and is the first one to proclaim the name of Jesus, even getting beaten, and he found it rejoiceful. I don't know about you, but when my mom used to beat me, I didn't find no rejoicing in that. When you get beaten, nobody finds rejoicing in that. But then what was it that he was operating under what was it that was dropped in them in the whole in, in the, the day of Pentecost what was it that was carrying them that they didn't care 
There was something special. It was something that was moving in them that was different because the coward now is the brave man leading this and he doesn't care what happens. He doesn't care what they're going to do to him. What, what I care is that I rejoice that I can speak in the name of Jesus. So let's pray over this word. Father God, we thank you for giving us this moment now that we get to stop and sailor and listen to your word that is transformative, that is powerful, that is indestructible, that can take me out of places I can't take myself out of. That thing that covers me all around is in me, with me, around me. Lord, let this penetrate the hearts tonight. Let it be transformative, Lord. Let your power and your anointing flow in this place like never before. Let it be today that's the day of Pentecost when they gathered. Because all they had was hunger and we have a bunch of hungry people here today. So have your way in Jesus' name and the people of God say, Amen and Amen and Amen. So my message, my subtitle is called May the Force Be With You. Any Star Wars fans here? Was it, was it really the sword or was it the force that made them indestructible, right? That's kind of a, a paradox, right? So was it the sword or was it the force? May the force be with you, but he had a sword. It was a sword that had the power, but it was also the force behind the sword. So it's kind of a paradox, right? And so a paradox is a seamlessly observed or self-contradictory statement or proposition, proposition that when investigated or explained may prove to be well-founded or true. So there's something called the unstoppable force paradox. I don't know if you ever heard of it. A paradox is something that doesn't make sense. What Jesus did at the cross doesn't make sense. What happened in the day of Pentecost doesn't make sense. Men to die for this word upside down doesn't make sense. People murdered. They, were, they, were, they said that the Christians at that time after the cross, they took them into a coliseum so they can get eaten by lions. And what, what happened at that day was that the people that were eaten by lions were worshiping while they were being eaten. And everybody that was turned around said, we want to serve their God. The force. There's a classic paradox formulated as what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object what happens when something that is an immovable object confronts an unstoppable force either one is lying or the other one is lying or someone is going to survive but what happens when this happens is if the both comes together they become indestructible because the unstoppable force even though the immovable object breaks it'll come back together unstoppable force the church is an unstoppable church how do I explain the paradox? It's like us, we're immovable objects. We're standing here and the sun is hitting us. The, the sun is an unstoppable force, but I'm, I'm, I'm an immovable object. But without the sun, man is nothing because we need the sun to survive. I'm gonna say that again. We need the sun to survive. We need the force to flow in the, in, in the immovable object. It's what keeps us going. Without the sun, we're nothing. We see the phenomenon happen long time ago. In the major, Jesus was an immovable object that was going to meet 
In the major, we read the story, that the culmination of a story of a paradox of crazy to believe, an immovable object, person of Christ, an unstoppable force, the Holy Spirit. Everybody say Holy Spirit. Because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna speak about the Holy Spirit because it's the most unstoppable. Once again, force we want to thank you for tuning in. Subscribe now and stay connected to all of our latest messages. And if this message really blessed you, pass along the blessing by sharing it with a friend. We pray that you will be given the opportunity to apply this message, and we hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. God bless. Start something. See, the church started when Jesus Christ comes. The unstoppable church. Jesus as his child was unstoppable. If you know the story of Jesus, every child under two years old was, was sent to be killed. And yet he was unstoppable and he moved out of that. Jesus was being stoned at one time. And nobody touched him. Why? Because he was unstoppable. He was carrying something that was going to be the greatest thing to happen to earth. The greatest thing of heaven meeting earth is Jesus. Jesus said, destroy this temple, now we'll rebuild it in three days. Unstoppable. Jesus tells Caesar, you can't do nothing to me if it's not but the Father. Unstoppable. Jesus at the cross, I give up my spirit. He gave it up. Unstoppable. It speaks about the unstoppable one. And in my journey of, of, of walking with God, I, I met uh, uh, God in a place of power. That's why when I come into a service, if I don't feel the anointing, that's something wrong because I know and understand the anointing of the power, the unstoppable force in a place. And so mo most of you don't know my story, but my story is one that I was doing witchcraft for 10 years. And when, that, when you cross the barrier, have you ever done that? When you cross the barriers, there's barriers that we cross and sometimes it's hard to come to the other side. And, and my experience with God has been one of a radical one because I even told God, God, if you're real, come get me. And if you come and get me, I will serve you the rest of my life. This was in my house. Seven days later, a prophet comes and says, you called me, here I am. This is the journey that I've been walking with, and the Holy Spirit is my friend, my comforter, my everything. But even when I did my first calling, and, and he picks me up, and he takes me, uh, the lady takes me to the church, and I accept God, I accepted God, and something happened inside of me, but then there was still a battle that was going on. Because for most of us, when we accept God, we, we, we accept God from the heart and we believe. And, but there is something else that happens that is available for all of us. And that is the bestowing of the power of the Holy Spirit. It is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's when you are submerged in water and taken out and you're given new garments. I was talking a little bit last, year, last week at my church about the wedding, the Jewish wedding. And the Jewish wedding is the man that picks the woman. The woman doesn't pick the man. And he redeems the woman and pays for the woman. Not that he's paying for the woman as a purchase, but he's redeeming a wager from the house. And then the, the, the whole settlement happens in a, in, in, a, in a table. And when she accepts, when she accepts him as a, as a husband, they give her gifts. And the next thing they do is they baptize her. Watch this. They give her gifts. They baptize her in water. When she comes out of the water, she is given new garments of authority until the Father is to come. And so this power and this bestowed power, I didn't understand it. I didn't realize it in my life. But when you come into the walks of God and you don't know nothing, you know how you start losing friends because your friends don't talk the language you're talking. Even though something happened mysteriously inside, something happened inside that you don't longer want to be around those people. 
Why? Because God is doing something. God will move you. That unstoppable force is moving to move you into different realms. And sometimes you got to cut relationships off because we're saying, oh, we're so used to this, but God got so much more on this side. And sometimes we might lose a couple of friends. It's okay to lose a couple of friends because God is going to bring you into a place where he's going to give you tenfold, twentyfold, thirtyfold. But it is hard. Could I? Let's be serious. Let's be honest. It's, it is hard because you're, you're moving from one place. It's kind of like, uh, you, you ever had those sandals that fit you perfect? And then, oh, not, not really sandals, shoes. You have those shoes that fit you perfect, but they're all beat up and your toe is coming out, right? And then you, you put some new shoes and it's hard to walk, right? So when you accept God into your life, it, it becomes hard to walk. You don't walk like you used to because you, you're trying to get used to this walk. But I'm telling you, the walk that God is taking you is to a journey that is greater than your old shoes will ever take you. And not to say that you don't go through a place and a time and a moment when you feel like just jumping these shoes and taking the old ones. <laughs> right? Because it is so easy. Change is hard. Tell your neighbor, change is hard. Well, nobody likes change. Nobody likes to make new friendships. No, I'm so used to this. But, but when God has something for you, when God has a design in heaven and you want to follow that design, your thoughts are not your thoughts. Your ways are not your ways. So I had to understand all this, but in the midst of this, I'm trying to understand Bible. I'm trying to understand. I, I would open a Bible and go to sleep. I thought it was like an Advil PM. Like I was just reading. <laughs> all right, guys, I'm going to sleep. I just opened the Bible. <laughs> I was a mess. I was a mess. But something was happening. I couldn't put my finger on it. But something was transforming inside of me. When I said yes to God, I said yes to God because I was so broken and the only one that could put me together is the one who could put me together, the one that created me. If you have a car, you have a BMW dealer, a, a BMW car, you take it to a BMW dealer because they know the car better than you. And who knows us better than the creator who created us? In the womb, I knew you. Before you was, I knew you. I know every hair... In your head, sorry, Pastor Marquez, but in your eyebrows, right? I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. It was there. I'm <laughs> but but this, but this this journey, right? And so I'm I'm trying to find. Oh, this is so good. I'm trying to find my way. I'm trying to find my way because sometimes we just make that in, internal decision in our hearts to go after God, and we don't know what we're doing. Probably you're here in this church and you don't know what's going on. So I'm speaking to you because as you keep going, it gets better. In this journey, it gets better. You think that you're losing things. You're not losing things. You're gaining the a new you, a new part of you that God wants to demonstrate. And I didn't know this that. The reason, because they say carry your cross, carry your cross. And I was like, well, well why do I keep saying carry your cross? Like, well, what, what does that mean? And I didn't understand until I started walking because I was the first one in my family to serve God. I didn't know that on that, on that cross that I was carrying, and I wondered why it was so heavy. You, you ever notice Jesus had a cross and he couldn't carry it himself? He had some help? Now, this is Jesus himself. What he was trying to tell us is the fact that we carry a cross. And the thing is, it's not so much us. It's the people that are going to know the gospel of Jesus Christ because of your life. <sighs> and so, in all this, I'm trying to find my, my journey and my way. And So I told a pastor, I said, hey, what, 
could I ask you a question? Like, I'm, I'm fighting some, some strong stuff. I did, I did witchcraft for 10 years, and these guys just jump on me at nighttime. Like, this is going on right now. This is, this is a problem. I said, what are, what, are, what, are, what are the arsenals that we have? They said, well, the arsenals you have is read the word fast and pray. So I started fasting. I said, what is fasting? He said, stop eating. I was like, what? How's that? How's that going to beat the devil? Like, you don't care if I eat or not. Like, he says, fasting is. So look into it, praying and reading the word. And I remember I was so desperate. You, you, know, you know when your life is going to be transformed, I'll tell you what, when you're desperate. Because when you're desperate, when you're down and out, and you, have, you know you're just one step away from, from dying. You know that you got to do whatever you got to do. He says, fast. What, what does it mean? How do I do it? How many days? He was like, you fast from 6 to 6, and then you go from 6 to 12, and then you go from 12. Then you do one day, then you do two days, and you keep going. And, and keep talking to God. Because you're going to hear God. I said, like, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to hear God? I, me, I'm going to hear God. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to break some barriers and you're going to hear from God and he's going to give you instruction. Like, why are you so confident that God wants to speak to me? Because sometimes we put no worth on ourselves. We think, what, what good is in me that God wants to talk to me? Right? Because we're looking at it from a, our perspective, but from the perspective of God, we are his beloved. And so I started fasting. <laughs> And I will fast and I will pray. You know those prayers you got none of, you run out of things to say, Father, thank you. They was like, you gotta pray for a half hour. I said, What do you say for a half hour? I can't even pass two minutes. <laughs> but my hunger was so much, I was like, I'll just stay there. He I guess he he'll he'll hear my hums. I don't know. But it was just an innocence to look for God, like an innocence to have a, something to change in my life. Like there has to be a desperate time in your life where you say there's got to be more to God and there's more to life than this nine to five and just running around in circles. got to be more. But what was God thinking when he created me? It wasn't creating me to be a robot and do this. There is so much more and I'm going to find out what that is. I was hungry. I was like, no, whatever it takes. See, nobody knows your struggle but you. And sometimes you don't know how much you need God until you know you need God and that's the only one you're going to hold on to and you do whatever. That's when something breaks through. That's when something happens, something shifts. When you know all I need is God. And I'm a, Now let me tell you a little bit. My, my, I had three car dealerships. I had 35 employees, a million dollar house in the hills, all that and I was still empty. I was still, watch this, without purpose. Anybody would be like, oh, that's my purpose to sell cars. That's not your purpose. What does that have to do with God? And so all this started shifting, and I'm like, okay. Then I started doing witchcraft, so now I got all this going on. And I started praying, Lord, here I am. After a while, it just gets a little longer, right? Thank you for today. Thank you. I think it was maybe three weeks in, four weeks in. God's like, I love you. I was the first words I hear from God. I was like, I call, I call my wife, Suma. I think I'm going crazy. I'm hearing voices. She was like, what do you mean you're hearing voices? Someone said, I love you. She was like, oh, that's God. I was like, how could you be so confident that God spoke to me? This is weird. So I went, I did it again. Okay, let's do it again. But on this second journey that I went with God, this is so good. On this second journey that I went with God, he started showing me the faces of everybody that hurt me. And he tells me this, forgive them. My second conversation with God. 
is about forgiveness. First, he tells me, I love you. And then he tells me, forgive. And then I, as I'm looking at the people, but, but you don't know what they did. I'm telling God, right? You don't know what they did to me. <laughs> He's like, yeah. But do you know what was done to them? So if you want to blame somebody, blame their whole generation and have a good time doing it. You could spend all your life blaming the generation or just let them go. Because the freedom is yours. You asked me to be free. I'm showing you what it looks like. And I'm like, I'm just crying. And right after one picture comes up, there comes another picture and another picture. And all those people that hurt me, and I'm just sitting there, okay, I forget them. And I'm crying, and my wife is like, why are your eyes so puffy? I don't know. I'm just crying. I just want to cry. And I, it, was like, it was like stored up emotions that I never processed. It was hurt that was never processed. See, hurt is, it's okay to have hurt, not to live in hurt. You process your hurt and you let them go. Because the only one that's being in bondage is you because you're holding on into a, a cell people that they you probably even forgot what they did to you. And so I'm going through this season. I'm going through this season. And then he tells me, you're going to be invited to a place. And that place, they're going to invite you to Dominican Republic. And I want you to do both. Now, I'm bugging out. Because I'm like, yo, I'm having, a, either I'm going crazy <laughs> or I'm hearing some instructions that are crazy. So I go and... And along, along the way, I'm doing this now. I'm still struggling. I'm still, you know, and, and I started reading uh, the book of Acts and uh, the Holy Spirit came on upon me. I was like, I never really received the, the Spirit of, of God on me. Like, I want that. Like, I, what, what is it that, look? What, what, speaking in tongues, what is that? Like, what is it, you know, the power and the authority? He told, he told the disciples, listen, don't go nowhere. And they walked with him for three and a half years. They said, he said, don't go nowhere. Go and pray in the upper room until I give you the promise, until I bestow you with power. And then, so I'm all reading this and I'm going, man, I want that. Like, I want to lay hands on people. I want, I want that. Like, y'all, I want that. I just knew there was something about it. So I'm praying to God and I'm in my prayers. And he's like, he sends me to this place. he sends me to this place I the guy invites me and I go back I go back home I was like this is weird so man the guy that God told me or the spirit I said it the voice I, I didn't know what to call him I was like the voice told me <laughs> to go and I went there and then they invited me to the Dominican Republic so so I'm going I'm going he says where are you going I don't know it's the Dominican Republic the voice told me so I'm going and so I'm I'm in, I'm in my prayer like I'm having fun with my prayer I'm like yeah yeah I'm gonna get some more instructions Lord thank you so he shows me a picture of an employee that I didn't know that his father was a pastor. So he's a PK kid running from God, selling drugs, and has been far from God for eight years. He shows me the picture of the, the, the kid that works for me. I says, I, he said, I want you to take him, and I want you to pay his way, and I want you to pay him for the days he's off. I was like, this is the devil. <laughs> devil, I rebuke you taking him on a free vacation would he <laughs> but I was like man all right so I go downstairs and I say hey the voice told me to tell you that uh, we're going to this place and we're going to Dominican Republic and it's my first time out there we're going to look for God and um you got to go he's like I ain't going I ain't got nothing to do with God 
I ain't got nothing to do with God. So don't even come that way. I was like, well, if you don't come, you're fired. So what is the day we're leaving? <laughs> what was that date again? Okay, this is all right. So he is now talking to God. He's far away from God. Was like, I know George. George is a womanizer. He's a he. God's got to be speaking to him because that it wouldn't have been no, nobody else but God. And God will use a rock to speak to me. And at that time, I was new. And so he says, he says, he's on his side. He's saying, Lord, if this is you, I can't do it if my brother doesn't go with me. So you tell your little servant upstairs, <laughs> because the dealer was downstairs. I, I lived upstairs. You tell your little servant that to bring Tito and pay his way, then I know it's you. So I'm in my prayer. Thank you, Lord. So he shows me the brother. He says, I want you to take him and pay his way too. Really? Really? All right. So I go downstairs. His name is Fernando, Pastor Fernando. He says, Fernando. God told me to, to pay your brother's way. He fell, crying. This is, um, this is new to me. I'm like, what, did I say something wrong? So he's, he's trying to tell me what he had just spoken to God the night before. That if, if it was God, that he wanted his brother also to be brought back into, his, into the ways of the Lord. So I was like, oh, wow. Yo, I'm like, yo, this is cool. <laughs> God is using me. This is cool. So he says, but you got to tell him. So I was like, put him on the phone. So I got him on the phone and say, hey, Tito, God told me to, to bring you with us to Dominican Republic. He wants to do something in your life. And, I, and all I heard was a phone fall. I said, I told my friend, I said, your son, son, have your brother. I don't, he fell. So he's like, Tito, Tito, Tito. And he gets on the phone. He tells his brother, just last night, I was on my knees telling God, please, send somebody Whew. the marvelous things of God I can't understand it so I'm like whoa so we go we gather we sit there and so I'm still having this thing with God like I'm this I'm new at this I don't know what God is doing but he's doing I'm seeing God do something and I was saying there's more to life than this I said, this is the coolest thing like this is what God called me to do right help people out to get people out of the darkness into the light. That's what he's called me to do. So we go over there, and it's like 20 or 30 prophets over there. And one of the kids was preaching, and we was going to record him. And we get there, and, and, the, and the Spirit tells me, hey, tell them that you want to go pray in the mountains at 12 o'clock like Jesus. Just tell them that. I was like, whoa. Yo, Fernando, yo, let's go pray in the mountains at 12 o'clock. Like Jesus. He said, oh man, the new bit, the new kid wants to go pray in the mountains at 12. Oh, let's go. So everybody, yeah, you know, they will, let's take George up there. So in, if you ever been on vacation in the Dominican Republic, there's a little buffets at, you know, this buffet all the time. So they decided to eat a buffet at 11 p.m. A buffet, all you can eat buffet. And then you're going to go to the mountains at 12 o'clock. 
So we go there, and everybody's like, oh, we'll go tomorrow. And so Tito's sitting here, and I'm very keen on the things of God. Right? And I'm like, Where's, when is God going to talk to me? He'll use somebody. He'll do, I'm already getting used to this. So he looks at me in my eyes, and he says, if we don't go tonight, we'll never go. But it was, when he told me, it's like he's, he's spoken to my soul, like, I got to do this. I told him, all right, so let's go. No, we'll go tomorrow. So I was like, okay, can't get these guys in there. I know what I'm going to do. So I go to Fernando. Fernando, listen, we're going to the mountain. Nah, I can't. Well, you'll be fired if we don't go to the mountain. Okay, we'll be right there. Give me a second. I'm going to get the guys right now. So we, we go, and we're going up the mountain, and it was called the mountain of deliverance. Didn't know where I was going. The, one of the prophets says, we're going to a mountain called the mountain of deliverance. That's why I believe so much in deliverance, because sometimes there's things that get sneak into our hearts that only God could take it out. So we're going up, and I'm with a couple pastors, and and they're falling, throwing up. I'm like, what's going on? Aren't they pastors? Like, why are they throwing up? I'm trying to figure out what's going on. So we go all the way to the top. And all along in this journey, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm like a little kid. If I see something, I want it, right? So I saw people falling. I said, I want to feel that. I want to feel this. Whatever God has, I want it all. I want it all. So we go, and then one prophet comes in front of me. And I didn't see him. I was just saw his teeth. It was dark out there, right? And so... He says, he said it in Spanish, he says, Jorge Luis Caban, por ser obediente a mi voz recibe, which means for being obedient to my voice, receive. So he touches me in my stomach and I fly back six feet. Because I said, I told God, I want to feel your power. So when I fall back, I'm trying to go to my senses and go, did he push me? Oh, he's going down. He don't know I'm from Newark. He don't know who he's messing with. He always pushed me up here in the mountain. <laughs> We've been thinking some crazy stuff in our minds, right? Like, who do you think he is? But I was like, hold on. I heard the wind. I didn't feel no push. I felt power. I felt power. So I'm in the floor, and I'm... So, all right, let me get up. So the spirit tells me, go and hug Fernando. So Fernando's in the end. And so when I try to get up, I couldn't get up. I was paralyzed. So I say, oh, oh yeah. So you bring me up to this mountain to paralyze me here. Yeah, really good. This is cute. And I was like, okay, okay, all right. So I'm like, all right, okay, I'm going to go. So all of a sudden, then I, can, I get up. And when I, when I look at my friend Fernando, he tells me, hug him. So as I hug him, he speaks in my ear and says, I'm baptizing you now with the Holy Spirit with tongues of fire. And all of a sudden, it was as a beam from heaven, fire. I'm not talking about tingling. I'm talking about literal fire falls on both of us. And I'm falling and I'm squealing and yelling and my friend is on the other side squealing and yelling and, we're, and I'm like, trying to understand what's going on try to understand this this unstoppable force that's coming upon me that i already asked for 
and didn't know how to articulate what was going on and I'm like why can't I stop yelling and as I'm yelling and I'm and I'm, I'm, I'm in the floor I could feel the spirits just being pulled out of my heart like it was suction like God went in there with the fire and just cleaned up house and whatever wasn't supposed to be there was being thrown out and I'm like what's going on so everything stopped and I tell him, <laughs> again, I'm, I'm new at this. I say, is there a book about how to speak in tongues? How does this work? I, you, I just got the gift. How do you work? He says, you are not getting no book, but the Holy Spirit himself is going to teach you. I'm like, okay. So we go down. I'm shocked at what's going on. I'm shocked at what just happened. I got baptized. I'm feeling something different inside of me. I can't really, rec I couldn't sleep that night. So the next morning, we get a doorbell. Now remember I said that I did witchcraft for 10 years? So I'm in Dominican Republic, I don't even know where I'm at. And the, the doorbell rings and they take the, they open the door and it was like, she, the lady says, I'm looking for George. And then they went up and says, some lady there um, says she knows you. And she was like, how do they know where I'm at? Because the devil won't stop going after you. How did she know where I was at? Not even my company knew where I was at. I didn't even know where I was at. Yeah, they, the enemy knew where I was at. Says, I want to talk to you, she said. So I tell my friend Fernando, Fernando, what do I do? He, he said this, he says, greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. He says, you go there in the front and you look at her in her eyes and you hug her. And you'll see what God's going to do. So we're going down there, and I'm scared, right? So we get to the, the, the place, and, and I see her. And when I see her, her whole eye was all black. Like, it was no white in it. Like, I was seeing the darkness. Like, my eye, God opened my eyes to see the darkness in her. And all I saw was black, and I'm like, just walking over there, just walking over there, just looking at her in the eyes. Look, And then I hugged her. And the minute I hugged her, God baptized me in tongues. The lady fell. I'm talking in Greek, I'm talking in French, I'm talking in German. I talked in tongues so much, I talked in tongues for three days that all I did was write to communicate with people. And what I felt inside was such boldness. Like, whew, such power inside, like, whew, I, couldn't, I couldn't describe what was it. It was like a gift that he gave me. But this gift just transformed me before I had the unction and I felt the, the leading. But now I had the power. Like I was like, so they put me in a car and I'm talking in tongues. And there's a person in the front and he's interpreting every tongue I'm saying. He's saying that God is great. And he's interpreting everything until we get to the church. They take the witch lady and they throw her in one car and bring her along. And we go into this, this service. And when I hear the worship, oh, whoo is as if something surged from the inside and it was just bubbling up i couldn't walk i ran into that service i was like who this crazy puerto rican coming here running and i'm running all around that place i couldn't stop there was like fake plants he says throw them in the floor so i kicked them i'm, I'm in somebody's church kicking plants out the way right <laughs> and the anointing was so so powerful <laughs> I, I just want to say this there is so much more and it, it just takes us to go a little further 
we get complacent in what we have a little worship a little but there is so much for God that has for you that it's inside of you and sometimes we got to fight for that that God has given us because the Bible says the kingdom of God is taken by force it's not going to fly into a dove and fall in your hands sometimes you got to fight for what's yours Woo. and so I feel the spirit and I'm like oh my God this is this is even more than before and he says get up when I get up there was a an altar and I hit my hand here he says this is what I called you to do to preach my word and I see the witch lady comes to the front with the daughter and he says go lay hands on her I was like and I had that boldness I was like yes I'm laying hands on anybody right now <laughs> come here <laughs> I'm gonna lay hands on everybody so I go to the lady and I lay my hands on her I, I didn't even touch her and she fell down the daughter fell down, and to this day, they still serve God. Because what the devil meant for evil, God did for the good. And so I came back from that transformed. I came back from that transformed. Because when Jesus tells his disciples, it's in Luke 24, he says this. It says, I will send the fulfillment of the Father's promise to you. So stay here in the city until, everybody say until. You are what? Clothed with mighty what? Power of heaven. You know what is to be clothed with the power of heaven? It's that everything you see looks like a grasshopper when before they look like giants. When you're clothed with power, it's no longer you, it's who's inside of you. And many times we, we skip over it. Have you been baptized? We skip over it like... But this is so essential because it is what's going to bring you to another level with God because it is not you, it is he who's in you and you are clothed with power. Look what he says in Acts 1-4. Jesus instructed them. This is right at Acts. He comes back. He's, right, he said before, the, the other one was before. Now he's, he's resurrected. He comes back. He says, hey, Jesus instructed them, don't leave Jerusalem. Don't leave. In other words, you're not ready. There is something else that I have to do in your life that's going to be able to bring you to one level to another level. I want you to see as I see. I want you to look at things with my eyes. I want you to understand what impossible means. I want you to understand that you are indestructible because you are an immovable object with an unstoppable force. Woo! That unstoppable force is the Spirit of God. That makes you and allows you to move and see situations in a different way. He says, but wait until you receive the gift I told you about. So he already, he's a reminder. Sometimes we got to be reminded. We got to be reminded that there's more. We got to be reminded that church is, is more than a 45-minute service. That, that, that church, you are the church. You are the indestructible object. And, and you are the church wherever you go. You come here to get so that you can give. You come out of these four walls, just not you, it's who's inside of you. Jesus wants to work through you, and he wants to clothe you. So you receive the gift I told you about, the gift the Father has promised. And here's my last verse. And it's funny how you guys, were the first two songs you guys saw talking about the Holy Spirit, come. Because it's not just the Holy Spirit, come. Come, come and live inside of me. 
it's not that you experience God here only, it's that you experience God home, you experience God wherever you go, that wherever you're at, that you're able to give somebody a word, one word of encouragement, but remember, it is anointed with the power that's inside of you, and that comes with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and he says, and the Father will give to you for whoever asks, how's that, what do I have to do, you have to do nothing, just say, Lord, give me that. Give me that. I need you to clothe me today. I need you to, to wrap me up with this power today. Take me and dump me and enclose me and empower me today. I don't want to leave this place until you do it. So in Acts 2, he says, then all at once a pillar of fire appeared. This is the day of Pentecost. Right here, here's the, here's the gift he's talking about. And it separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each of them. They were all filled, watch this, and equipped they were filled and equipped. In other words, he gives you everything you need to do what God's called you to do. None of you, all of him. None of you, all of him. All we got to do is get out the way. We're all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and we're inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages that I had never learned. I experienced this. I experienced this. I experienced what it is, the power of God flowing through me and, and working through me to, to this day. I'm still standing 18 years later, but it is not I, it is Christ in me. Why? Because I decided to take the kingdom of God by force. If daddy says it, then I want it. You, you tell a kid, I'm going to give you this gift and try to get away from that. We got to be like that. If you said it, I want it. See, in this world, what could this world do to us? They can't take away our wealth because it's stored in heaven. They can't take our freedom because we're free in Christ. They can't take away our happiness because our joy is within us. They can't defeat us because we're more than conquerors. They can't silence us because the word of God cannot be silenced. They can't kill us because we have eternal life. Come on, somebody. How could they stop the unstoppable? How could they destroy the indestructible? Because God is still doing. He's still feeling. He's still shaking. He's still breaking. He's still healing. He's still restoring. He's still strengthening. He is still. I want everybody to stand up. Once again, we want to thank you for tuning in. Subscribe now and stay connected to all of our latest messages. And if this message really blessed you, pass along the blessing by sharing it with a friend. We pray that you will be given the opportunity to apply this message and we hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. God bless.